Hello everybody, Goose is back. I'm Aaron. Drew. We're talking about part two of Ravnica Allegiance. Uh, last week, part one, we talked about, you know, first impressions, the mechanics in the set, uh, the good and the Simic. Uh, uh, and the, I think ten cards at the time, with, so with leaving some out, because, you know, we, we, we were going to talk about it eventually. It's, it's kind of a good thing we did, because, you know, we ended up getting the full set shortly after, which we kind of expected, but the rest of the set... Not a lot of hits, a lot of okay, like medium minus cards. A lot of not playable summon cards, which is as is tradition. So before we get into it, we want to thank uh, the Matterbase, your home base for all things Magic Gathering, the the uh, wonderful sponsor that lets us bring you this every month and a half, maybe. Sometimes very often, sometimes not at all. So, you know, I'll probably average out to maybe a month and a half. So anyway, make sure to check them out. And I guess, uh, I guess start us off with the... Uh, Biogenic Ooze. So, three green, green, two, two, ooze. When a Biogenic Ooze enters the battlefield, create a two, two, green, ooze creature token. At the beginning of your upkeep, in your end step, put a plus one, one counter on each ooze you control, and then one green, 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 create a two, two, ooze creature token. You like saying ooze too much. You know, Wizards of the Coast... Gives us these uh, mythic hydras and oozes. Every other set with uh, you know hit and miss. Kind of like the the, the 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 sphinxes and the phoenixes and the so on. Angels and, so. and, and demons and the dragons. Yeah, but uh, the past couple of phoenixes they've been really good. Darkly phoenix, Kindling phoenix, you know. So we're just waiting for a big home run ooze creature. Scavenging. And, ooh, scavenging is pretty good. Not mythic though, so it doesn't count. What do you think of biogen gen, biogenic ooze? As a five drop, like there's room to grow. Um, if five is not super deep, it has the yeah. the key players of Thread Tusk, Acidic Slime, Drainage Tournament. and then it's kind of you know pick your mix pick and your match. Path. Like I like Gearhulk a lot. Yeah, there's uh, Virtus Gearhulk. Uh, I like Whisperwood Elemental a lot too. I do play Whisperwood Elemental. So there are a lot of different choices. You can play some. You can play additional uh, Acidic Slime, Indrix Slime, Power, Conclave Naturalists, and I'm sure some we're forgetting, but Biogenic Ooze. You know, it's. I guess it's. Uh, it tries to be this army in a can, maybe. I know some people talk about replacing Verdurus Gear Hulk with it. Um, I like Verdurus Gear Hulk just because it's. Uh, you know, it's big on. It's a big like. Uh, it's so big on curve. Four power haste. Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, it, it essentially gives four power with a haste. Yeah, the creature is kind of like. Um, Rishkar also has some amount of haste and utility built in itself. Both cards play a lot better than the face value, and. Uh, yeah, so it's just just the kind of unique thing that Verisir Hulk does. I don't, I'm not really looking to replace that at the moment, but Biotech who's it's an interesting card. I think the best part about this card is uh, just the fact that four mana make a two two. But I think I'd rather play Ant Queen. <laughs> it's like Ant Queen's a five mana five five. I think a few people are going to be angry about that card. Well, it's just like one in a green make a one one. Like it, 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 it was it was like it used to like destroy limited. That's what I was trying to get at, but. And I'm sure that would translate well enough to cube. It's not an exciting body, but if you untap with it, because if you don't untap with this, ooze, yeah, sure that they kill the the main body. You have a two two still, but the upside, it's it kind of has to hang around, kind of like Master of the Wild Hunt. Master of the Wild Hunt isn't good on turn four. The like, turn you play it isn't really good. The turn after that, it's it grows exponentially in power, and this card does that too. But for the first turn or two, it's not good. It's actively slow. Four mana make a two two is is fine. It's something to spend your mana on. But again, let's just say it's an Ant Queen. If I untap with Ant Queen, 
I can take a lot of guys. <laughs> yeah. I think it competes with Gear uh, not Gear Elk, uh, Whisperwood? Whisperwood for me. And I like it more because it gives you wrath protection and it can block the turn it comes out. Yeah. Being a 4-4. Whisperwood uh, attacks and blocks a little better. Um, is, is immediately more impactful because of its sacrifice ability. Uh, also, again, gets better and better as the game goes on. But just the fact that it's a 5 and a 4-4 that has this upside of uh, sacrificing to not regenerate your team, but to save a team uh, has more immediate upside than this ooze. And this, again, ooze is an interesting card, but I think it's just a, little, a little tad too slow. And again, even though there's not, we're not, we're not, you know, drowning in five drops. I think the card's a little bit miss. I like this guy's art a lot. Domri Chaos Bringer is exactly what I'd be worried about. Uh, I guess based off Domri Raid. So Domri Chaos Bringer is two red green, uh, five starting loyalty plus one. Add red or green. If that mana is spent on a creature spell, it gains Riot. Minus three. Look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal up to two creatures from among them and put them into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. Or in a, in a random order. And then minus eight. You get an emblem at the beginning of each end step. Create a 4-4 four, four green beast creature with trample. So I'm joining a long line of a red, green, four, four casting cost planeswalkers. Yeah, so this card's kind of a kind of the double. The, I was gonna say double edged sword, but it's not. It's it's both things that I was worried about that happened. It is a four drop in a in a guild that has infinity four drops, and then it's a card that just like Domi Raid doesn't translate the greatest of cube. It's just it's this card's like very built for constructed, uh, just to make it minus three more consistent, right? Because the three mana Domi Raid this was a, was a great card in standard. But when you can't play the high number of creature spells, you can't guarantee the high number of creature spells. Dominic Chaos Bringer, like if it draws you two, it's like a home. Obviously, it's a home run. But this card will most likely draw you. Was it? Hopefully, at least one. Yeah, it should draw you one because you're playing green and red, uh, unless yeah. you're like randomly very heavy on the burn spells. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm looking for this type of card myself. Like I think I'm happy at, with this set with my gruel package. Entirely as it is. So. Yeah. Uh, I think this card is just more Xenagos. And Xenagos might be the most one of the most boring planeswalkers of all time. But that card's just consistent. It's good. That's fine. It does the same thing every game. It does. And that's great. And you know exactly what Domri and Forcey. The Riot part of this card is really cool. Uh, but everything else, I think, falls a little flat. The Riot part's the most powerful. Yeah, in absolutely. my opinion. But I think, uh, again, Domri a little bit missed. I do. I try to play three mana Domri every now and then. Just because uh, all of that card's modes are good. Plus, if you hit a guy, even half the time it's good, and it's never half the time. Uh, the fight ability is a, a good a good effect in that in the blue and red green deck too. It's kind so. of a rare effect too. We don't get playable fight cards that often. Yeah. So, I I think if you're if, if Dalmary Cowspring is something you look at, it is a more exciting Xenagos, but probably just a worse Xenagos, unfortunately. Dolphin Grand Arbiter. We did. We skipped. We skipped the first episode. We just got to fairy. We can't ask for you know. We can't complain that much. Domri Grand Arbiter, one blue green. Domri Grand Arbiter. Domri Dovin Grand Arbiter, one blue green. Domri Grand Arbiter, one white blue. <laughs> Said Domri again. <laughs> oh my god. Dovin Ban the Grand Arbiter, one white blue, three loyalty, plus one. Until out of turn, whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, put a loyalty counter on Dovin Grand Arbiter. Minus one. Create a 1-1 colorless stopped or artifact creature token with flying. You gain a life. 
Minus seven. Look at the top ten cards of your library. Put three of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. This card's at least interesting. It's a, uh, again, fits into the aggressive red, or red, aggressive Azorius decks. You well, have to play Azorius it. does have three different modes. You can go tempo, you can go blink, and you can go control. This card just goes hard into the pretty, pretty tempo world. <laughs> uh... This card probably this this card is probably something you have to play with at least once or twice to kind of get a, a real feel how it, how it performs. It unfortunately is in one of the best guilds uh, of all time in terms of card selection. One and of the best, the best, the best. And we just got Teferi Hero Dominaria, so we're we're pretty we're pretty good on Azorius cards for two years. So, Dovin, bit of a miss. It feels <laughs> like I'm going to slam it and call it an Ashiok here. It's a card you might be able to just ignore. While yeah. you go for the face, because it doesn't really. Have it does a cost three. Four it, it was crazy that both him and uh, the other uh, Kaya were both spoiled same day. Both three mana planeswalkers. Both kind of do. Yeah, not both that a bunch much. of me. So, yeah, Dovin's uh, again. I'm sure this card will probably play a little better than expected uh, compared to the four mana Dovin from Kaladesh. I really, you know, it's one of my favorite arts in like a long time. I really Is there like the original one? Dovin one. Uh no, that's a Narset Transcendent. Uh, it's the like. Target creature gets minus three till end of turn. Uh, draw a card, gain two life, and then static orb them. That card is if that kind of consistency was in like a gruel card or a simic card, it'd be great. But it's not. It's in the best guild, so it's not even close to label. Just like Dolphin Gun or whatever. Electro Dominance. This card got a lot of talk. X red red instant. Electro Dominance deals X damage to any target. You may cast a card with converted mana cost X or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. So, Electro Dominance was on my list for a while, but I think I just cut it yesterday because after thinking about it, it's probably not that great to begin with because you're not doing anything broken like in the other formats. And the foil is going to be kind of expensive because of that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, I guess, talk about the card because I guess that face value when the card's doing what it's intended to, to do. Uh, you know, pay some amount of mana, uh, leave something behind in, like, standard or even cube. Uh, it's very fair, but in old, in, well, modern, say old, modern specifically, when you can play your Living Ends or your Essential Visions or your Restore Balances off of it for free, then, you know, there's a little more to talk about, especially because it's an instant, right? So, um, again, when you're casting this card as intended, that card's extremely fair. You know, it's a kind of a instant speed fireball. I get to deal a bunch of damage to something and leave something behind, so... Build your own Cryptic Command. You build your own Cryptic Command. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but this card's kind of weird, because let's say, let's say in just cube in general, if I'm playing it, um, you know, you're not really going to play this in a mono-red deck, so you, this is obviously like a red X kind of card. So you can play it like red-blue, but like, what do you really leave behind? Like maybe a Glenelendra, maybe an Augur Bolas, maybe something small. Uh, or... In most cases, I guess you're going to probably want to play it fairly early, leave, leave behind a, a, a Signet or something. But I think most often you'll kind of just draw this card at some point and you'll burn it on an issue, which is fine. Or you'll kind of have it in your hand and you might just end up not casting it when you should to try to take advantage of its other part. So this card is it's an interesting red card for sure. I'm not quite sure what it is going to fit into. Uh, it probably goes into... The like wildfire decks, or uh, you know, I was gonna say at first, and maybe if it's a new powered better, but like you're not sandbagging moxes <laughs> to like play off this thing. So 
I'm not quite sure where this card fits into. It is interesting. I think it, it will have to see play. I know at uh, my cube size, I'm not looking for too many more zany cards. This this card, I'll definitely I'll not pull a trigger on right away and kind of get feedback from it. Maybe test it, test it down the down the road. Yeah, but if I can get a cheap one, I might add it. will play it if you get a cheap one. He's kind of cheap, but I have devil's play. I have I have room. So Electrodonce is again an interesting card, but it, a lot of the talk about when you play it not as intended, but in a in a fair game of Magic. Kind of, yeah, kind of medium minus. Fireblade Artist, another Rakdos card. We have Red Black 2-2 Human Shaman. I would have guaranteed this card was a devil if I had to put money on it. Not a devil. Uh, very Steve Argyle art. Uh, I brought I brought up last episode that, um, was it, Seb McKinnon's Bedevil art, some of his art. While it's very good, it doesn't really fit into the set. And this is another very digital, digital art, CGI, 3D-ish looking. Uh, Steve Argyle art. Again, fantastic art, but looks a little over the place. Anyway, Red Black 2-2, Human Shaman, Haste. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may sacrifice a creature. When you do, Fireblood Artist does 2 damage to target opponent or planeswalker. I went a little deep on the art. I did. Probably more than the card deserves. So, this card is Recto Shred Freak, but slightly better stats. Uh, activated ability. Um, this card is fine on curve. And it lets you close out the game later on. You know, all of a sudden you have some idiots that aren't very good. They help you close the game. This card is not exciting. But if it fits into the Rakdos attack deck, fine. Hey, you put it on the list. You can, I did. You can sell it. That's it. That's my sell. <laughs> it's a card that's good. It's, it, it, it's just the two drops that are... Cards that are good on two and good on ten. Maybe not good on ten. But this card has other okay. function beyond just it being a, being a two. So... Again, Rakdos cards, you can play the slew of removal spells. And the 74 terminates you can play now in Rakdos. But, Flame Blade Adept. Flame Blade Artist. Interesting card nonetheless. With great art. This is even curve into Gruel Spellbreaker. Oh, this, this one. I'll talk about this guy. Oh, one red, green, 3-3, three, three, Ogre Warrior. Riot. Trample. As long as it's your turn, you and Gruel Spellbreaker have expert. It's a great true card. It is. Uh, it was one of our first spoilers, I think. Uh, it showcased Riot as yeah. a mechanic. Yeah, I really, I really liked how they did that. By the way, every day they did. Here's a guild. Here's a mechanic. Super cheesy video, but you know I like that. Oh, I didn't watch the videos. Yeah, you know it's super cheesy. It's like super, but you know what? I like it. Anyway, so me along with multiple other people in my specific group are really excited for this small three drop three three that might have haste. And I assume it has an ability of hexproof or something. No, that whatever. It doesn't matter. It's efficient. It goes fast. It fits in the curve. And I think with this, this is what I'm looking for for Gruel randomly. It's like a Gruel's Loxodon Smiter. Yeah, but when I said that, people got really angry because they're like, "Now I hate the car because it's Loxodon Smiter." It's almost it, it's almost as exciting as Loxodon Smiter. Yeah, but I like Loxodon Smiter. I also like Loxodon Smiter. That card has a played a pretty pretty uh, important role as a white three drop. White green three drop. Now we got like Night of Autumn. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, a little better. But for a while, filling you know, white green had this issue. Not really an issue anymore. But uh, a lot of white, good. A lot of the best white creatures cost white white. So, uh, Longside on Spider just filled the three drop slot really well. Like Gruel Spellbreaker will do. Big fan. At least three people, including myself. <laughs> I'm not. If you support the red green attack deck, this card's great. More like a monster's deck, but 
monster deck. I'm not a huge fan. I don't really, you know what? It's almost sad. I uh, I complain that we don't get the gold cards I want, but I'm not even sure what gold cards I want at this point. This was so, out. Yeah, Drew likes Drew likes him boring. You know, boring and plain, just like his noodles. Anyway, <laughs> uh, incubation incongruity. Oh, I should let you say it because I, I I was gonna I, get that. I prefer to in, when you mispronounce him. I wish I could. You know what? I should have done this beforehand. I flipped the card. So, uh, incubation, a hybrid blue-green sorcery. Look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card from among them and put the put it in your hand. Put the rest of the your library in a random order. Well, it's a random order. So. Yeah, weird. And then uh, incongruity, one blue-green instant. Exalt our creature. And that creature's controller creates a 3-3 green frog lizard creature token. So it's like a... Uh, Pongify. Yeah, it's a Pongify or a beast within... There's a lizard card too. I forget what it's called. I run it in the battle box. Um, yeah, it's like beast with any, not really beast with them. It's only creatures. I guess Pongify, but three mana. And then uh, this is a card, isn't it? Well, then we just get something like this. Or something. But I think that one gets. An There's like another adventurer's impulse, maybe. It's, it's, yeah, you know, whatever. It's a almost playable blue green card. This is Simic's last hurrah. This, I'm going to add this thing. If this thing doesn't, I'm just cutting it, and Simic doesn't get the slot back. <laughs> It has a very medium uh, incubation, a very medium incongruity. At least the, the cheap side cycles. Ideally. Both abilities are fine. You have this Adventurer's Impulse effect. I, hopefully that's the card I'm thinking of. And then this Pongify effect, again, it's, it's a removal in this blue-green deck that you don't really have. So both of these cards are passable. Uh, I wouldn't play them individually, but you tape them together. And who knows? This card might be the most playable card in all of Guilds of Ravnica, or Ravnica Allegiance for Civic cards. What a world we live in. Kaya Orzov Usurper. This is Domri Orzov Usurper. One black-white. Three loyalty. <laughs> Plus one. Exile top card, or exile up to two target cards from a single graveyard. You gain two life if at least one of those creatures was, uh, if at least one of those, no, what the hell. If at least one creature card was exiled this way. So exile up to two target cards from a single graveyard. You gain two life if at least one card was a creature. Minus one. Exile target non-land permanent with greater mana cost, one or less. And then minus five. Kaya Orzov Usurper deals damage to target player equal to the number of cards in that player. So exile, you gain that much life. There's a lot of this going on. There's all that. Uh, I guess for a long time we got a lot of different variations of Sorn that all kind of did the same thing. Now we got Kaya, who I don't even know what... I think this card was uh, a la Dak Faden, who has printed... Like, the older... The further you go back, the more interesting this card gets. Obviously, being able to eat, like, Chalice of the Voids or Moxes or something like that is, uh, is interesting. The random graveyard hate is good in all formats. Its ultimate is... whatever. But... The biggest problem, the difference between Kaya and Dakfaden is you cannot pitch Kaya to Force Will. Uh, and its effects aren't, effects aren't as impactful as, as Dakfaden. But in terms of Orzhov, Orzhov is another like fairly rich guild in terms of uh, playable cards, which is weird because it's an enemy guild. It's got it's good, might be the good only planeswalkers one. already. So Kaya being this like really weird narrow card as it is, doesn't it's not anywhere near my breaking in the Orzhov cards. Yeah, I think it's it's more of a powered small power cube card. So anyway. you can benefit from both the abilities. This card's interesting. Like I like the flavor of Kai a lot. I like that the ghost assassin from the conspiracy set ended up getting tied into the actual magic storyline to kill the 
Obzude. Yeah, the Ghost Council. Which is the Arten, Kaya's Wrath. Oh, transition. You've got Star Wipe. <laughs> is that in our budget? It, uh, well, I can do it. I'm just not very good at it. Uh, Kaya's Wrath. White, white, black, black, sorcery. Destroy all creatures. You gain life equal to the number of creatures you controlled that were destroyed this way. Do you want Orzhov Supreme Verdict? This one's harder to cast. This one is harder to cast. And Orzhov already gets the benefit of having Damnation. Where Azorius <laughs> doesn't have that benefit. And Wrath of God. Yeah, well, like, in the blue-white decks, like oh. a Supreme Verdict, but that's because you have Daedra and Wrath of God, and whatever other variations of White Wraths you want, there's a million. Blue doesn't have it, where in the Orzhov package, you have the benefit of having Toxic Deluge and Damnation. So, do you want to waste one of your precious gold cards for a another Wrath? No, probably not. Probably not. So, you know, in, uh, in gold cards, traditionally, you want effects you can't really get in either color, or that work really well in those colors. And while this card is good, again, we have Day Judgment, Wrath of God, Damnation, Toxic to Lose, just as the, like, hyper-playable ones. So, Kai's Wrath, while having a weird added benefit and great storyline artwork, sits in the sidelines. Ooh, Octopus. Mesmering, mesmerizing Benthid. You practiced that one. We Google searched how to pronounce it, uh, and only you, found you, you go Benthic. <laughs> so, Benthid. Three blue, blue, four, five Octopus. When Mesmerizing Benthid enters the battlefield, create two zero two illusion creature tokens with whenever this creature blocks a creature, that creature doesn't untap during his controller's untap step. Mesmerizing Benthid has hexproof as long as you control an illusion. So I assume like me, like everybody else in, on the planet who has a cube, also runs Muldrifter as a <laughs> five blue drop. Yeah. Um, I run an additional one. I forget its name. I looked it up before we started. Can't remember. It's a 5-3 Hexproof, and you can oh, the, get another copy of The it. Sphinx that has a... Yeah, after, that one. Not Afterlife. Is it Afterlife? Probably. Anyway. But the point is, that thing can't block. No. And this, this thing can. So this is on my short list of cards I'm still thinking about, and I might add. Blue Creature's really weird. It's like the only... It's obviously the only color where you're not... You can't be too picky about you know making sure the curve's really nice, because Blue Creature's are... You know, they're not, like, they're not created equally. So, this card's very interesting. Uh, if you play any kind of, like, token... Or not token, sorry. Like, support opposition. kind of stuff. Opposition-y kind of nonsense. This card seems to fit in really, really well. Um, Drew and I are avid fans. Uh, opposite of fans. We don't like Moloku. And this card isn't a... Isn't as, like, let's say, upfront powerful as well. Even though I understand how powerful Moloku is, I'm just not a fan of it. Um... Mesmerizing Method, you know, maybe a little different. Comes with two free guys. Comes with two free guys. You blink it, it's really zany. It's an octopus. I don't really know why I compared it to Maloku. I like the art a lot. Big uh, Kev Walker mark, you know, big fan. Does this fit in the Ravnica art sphere? It, you, you, you it looks like there's a bunch of Narcomibos flying around. Even though Narcomibos, like, flies around like a jellyfish. These are just regular jellyfish, so. Yeah, again, this card's interesting. It's really weird that it's mythic. It's kind of a... It's kind of like, was it Dream Eater from last set? I really love, I really wanted to like Dream Eater. But it was, a four, it was an X3. Not the, this, yeah, no, I'm out here. But another interesting blue mythic. This one will be cheap to pick up. Hopefully. It must be like really weird designing blue mythics specifically that don't just like, aren't super busted. Because, kind of like red, I guess. Um, you know, whenever you kind of look at flashy red cards, they're always like really weird. This, this set has a lot of them. But uh, if you're designing like a mythic blue card, like you can't just make it draw cards or counter spells or anything because that's two bananas. So, all right, let's 
attack it on an octopus. <laughs> but, or like, was it was last one? Like, uh, I can't remember what tree meter was. That card is, that card is neat too. But, weird value blue guys. I'm a fan. I don't know if I'm going to play it. Might give it a shot. Yeah, like it a lot. Ooh, uh, I guess this isn't, this isn't really a value blue guy. Uh, Terramander? Was that how... That, that's how I corrected you to pronounce it. I don't know how to pronounce it. I didn't know, I, I I didn't assume, know Pterodactyl. I assume I'm right. I didn't know Pterodactyl had a pee. And if it doesn't, I'll look like a fool. I'll look like a pie on my face. Terramander, one blue, one one. Salamander Drake, flying. Uh, seven and a blue, adapt four. This ability costs one less to activate for each instant or source in your graveyard. It's a Simic card. It is a Simic card. Simic card. It's got the watermark. It's a it does have card. a watermark. This card is just, uh, a flying man. That is going to be probably good and constructed in like the Phoenix esque kind of decks, um, but in terms of just cube, what do you think? Five mana. I think this card's cool and maybe common uncommon where you have less like delve graveyard nonsense where you just have spells kind of lying around. Uh, this card's probably because like I think it maybe just a flying Drake alone isn't isn't super great, but even if this card has like one mana to play and then four to activate, it's probably not terrible. But like, yeah, it's maybe maybe it's just terrible. I have no idea. Good constructed card. I don't think it's going to really work in cube. Combo cube. Got a lot of storm spells Combo kicking around. A lot of storm spells. You know, it doesn't interact well with Thick Your Time and Treasure Cruise, so... Yeah, okay. That's Ravager Worm. Three green, green, red. Four, five, worm. Right. When Ravager Worm enters the battlefield, choose up to one. Ravager Worm fights target creature you don't control. Or to short target land with an activated ability that isn't a mana ability. Originally, I really didn't like this card. I've come around to it a lot. Did you try it? No, it's not even like Hello? Well, you could proxy it for something. I could, but... We're keeping on Monday. You put it in the work, right? I really didn't... So I think this is kind of the... What I'd rather get out of Green Red at this point. So you kind of want the Gruel Spellbreaker. I want more Atarkas. I got a backup. So if Spellbreaker doesn't work <laughs> out, I got this Ravager Worm. So uh, this card is just like... I guess when I read this card, I'm just like, ah, you know, it's a lot better than Atarka. But it fills a, a, a Gruel role. The Gruel's turning into these like Wildfiery ramp decks. I, as my, playgroup, my playgroup hates playing like the Red Green Aggressive deck. So it's turned into the more monster wild, wild, Wildfire decks. And Ravager Worm fits into that. It uh, is an Infernal Titan. It is a primeval titan. It's fine. Again, fits into these uh, the gruel, which doesn't have the the deepest color or the deepest amount of cards. Both abilities are passable. The fighting parts they can be a, a five six haste. Destroy uh, some man lands or maze of it. Oh, sorry, no, four five haste or just a five six that comes into play, eats a guy, kills a land, like destroys maze of it, the blast from whole entire academy. Uh, or, well, not slain academy. Uh, search for Scanta, you know. So I guess Ravager Worm is the kind of gruel card I want. You know, some people want Ravager Worm. Some people want... Locks on Spiders. Locks on Spiders. You know, so... I'll be playing it on release for sure. I look forward to it. I'm not looking forward to Skargon Hellkite. Three red red. Four four dragon. Riot. Flying. Three in a red. Skargon Hellkite deals two damage divided as you choose among one or two targets. Activate this ability only if Skargon Hellkite has a plus one counter on it. This joins the list of Thundermill Hellkites one through four or five. So, at the top of the list, traditionally we have Thunder Mahalkites, and then, you know, kind of pick your flavor of Hasty Dragon. Uh, it's a, a Glorybringer, Glorybringer uh, Stormbreath Dragon, I think I'm forgetting another one, and then this guy. But, I guess Thunder Mahal is, like, unanim unanimously the most popular one, which makes sense. I think I like Glorybringer more, 
It's got some impact. Just because it, it, it has to play to it. It's interesting. Uh, Thermal Hellcat just annihilates, just like flies them, which is great. That card is good. But I think they're both of them very good. I really don't like Stormbreath Dragon that much. I know the random protection so a lot of the mortal is kind of like a off-putting. Yeah, uh, but then the Scargon Hellcat. So a four mana, or sorry, five mana four four haste, flying with no other abilities, or five mana five five that gets to pay four mana to shock something, which is divided, divided, which is neat. You get the four bolts of things for four mana. Probably neither side of that. Neither side of that is very is very very good, right? It's uh, you get to trade off the the hasty dragon part of it in exchange for a much slower, controlly kind of dragon. I like the uh, immediate benefit of Glorybringer, who can, you know, why not both? Or uh, Stormbath Dragon, that has the option of, again, the Flying Hasty Dragon, has random protection, and this gets bigger and sudden impacts your opponent. So, maybe I'm just trying to find reasons why. I hate this card's artwork. I hate it so much. But, but I would, yeah, I just think this is just the worst of the Thundermont Hulkites. Yeah, sounds about right. That brings us to Spawn of Mayhem. Two black black four four demon. Spectacle, one black black. Flying Trample. At the beginning of your upkeep, Spawn of Mayhem deals one damage to each player. Then if you have ten or less life, put a plus almost one counter on Spawn of Mayhem. Got a lot of text for, uh... It it's does. a mythic. It is mythic. There's a lot of mythics in this little back little run here. Uh, I'm in for wizards keep putting these demons with no downsides. Like the Doom Whisperer, Spawn of Mayhem. It can kill you. Almost no downside. You know, versus like the, Desecra the Desecration Demon... Uh, the new one that came out that I tried. Abyssal Persecutor. Abyssal Persecutor. Like, all those kind of things. Like, just make it. This card's just a fine, static creature. You can play it on curve. Uh, you can or cheaper. You can play it cheaper on curve. It has this random ping ability that can just make it bigger. It's a pretty uh, hard-hitting, tight-fitting package. Yeah. I think you, I think if this card just doesn't have a spectacle, it doesn't have, doesn't have to be mythic. But I'm fine with that spectacle. I like the fact that it has this random Rakdos ability so I can feel like I've got new Rakdos cards in my heap. His face also has, like, the Rakdos shape, which is kind of neat. This card, yeah, this card's great. You should probably play this card. Black's getting a lot of uh, creature alley-oops lately. We complained about it all of 2017 and most of 2018, so... And it might still continue. Maybe, but they've got a lot of help. So... Correct direction. Yeah, I know. Unlike Simic. Unlike Simic. Simic is bad forever at this point. You know, it's been three, three trips to Ravnica and still no help. But maybe, maybe in War of the Sparks or whatever the next set is... We'll get something. Because then, like, it's just everything. You know, no holds bars. Maybe there's a Simic Nickel Bulls card. Maybe it's great. Who knows? So. Um, Ravnica Allegiance. I think, I'd, like, overall, it's weird to say I'm more excited about the... Maybe I'm not more excited. I just want to say I'm more excited about the monocolor cards because I want to be an edgy boy, but I don't think that's actually true. Well, we didn't get as many... We got... I think Gruul's fine now. It used to be one of the weaker, weaker four. It's still, it's still, it's still one of the weaker. It was the weakest, but I think I'm happy with it now. Weakest allied color guild. Yeah. Yeah, again, I like Ravager. It's fine, depending on how deep you go on on gold cards. But um, I'm happy with it. Simic, unfortunately, you know, missed the missed the cut. We got a handful of monocolor cards that are good too. I think I got three editions of the black alone. So we've got our bones. Your better bones. Your pick. Rakdos is best all. Theme. The best names. All their cards are best names. It doesn't have, you know, Gutterbones doesn't even have a Rakdos watermark, which is a shame. But all their cards have the best names. Best designs. So they're light the stage. That probably has a Rakdos watermark. It does. Spectacle. It's a spectacle. So, so does this uh, Spawn Mayhem. His, he does Rakdos face looking things. So. The set ends up being okay. The the back half of the set 
had less than expected. I know we talked about more cards today, but there were a lot of these cards that were spoiled beforehand that we just didn't talk about. There's no real slam dunks for powerful cubes. Like if you're not that I can, not that I'm not at face value. Three sixty. There's not really much that's edgy. There's like there. some. There's like this spawn of mayhem. You'll probably just play because black creatures need the help. Um, there's maybe a gruel, maybe like one a, a gold card here or there, but there's no like this is Knight a, of yeah. Autumn or Assassin's Trophy. Yeah, it's one of the the you bigger know? cubes get more toys and more options. I'm sure I'm blanking on something, but uh, Guilds was a little more, a little more in in, in cards in colors. I didn't really need it, but you know that's the way she goes. But anyway. I know I'm uh, excited enough. I, I, I went into guilds assuming it was going to be bad just because I have no faith in Gruel or Simic cards. Got a little more than I expected. That's great. So, again, I'd like to thank our sponsor, the Mana Base, your home base for all things match together. They let us uh, tell you all the, pay me to tell you all the, the art issues I have in sets, which is great. I'm a big art critic. I, I like to imagine I, I'm a big I, art I cannot critic. paint or draw anything. I'm terrible at drawing stuff. I like stitch together newsletters and stuff. But, you know, that's my job. But yeah, they let us uh, bring this content to you at a. I don't even want to say regular, regular time frame, but you know, an okay time frame. Maybe we'll move studio soon. Maybe soon is super soon. Not soon. It's at all. the errand soon. Errand soon. I'm really busy. Got a lot of stuff to do. I'm going to a GP again in like two weeks. So really, yeah, which GP? Uh, Toronto. Come say hi. I, I have it on good authority. There were people at GP Vancouver that did not come say hi to you. No. But at, uh, I always get a, I always get a handful of people at Toronto. You know who you are. That's okay. Anyway, that's it. That's it for African Allegiance. Civic sucks. <laughs>